Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. hangover. Dustin, before we get too deep in the show, I do want to talk to you yeah. about one thing. Bring it up. Let's clear the air. I'm a cool dad. Yeah. I'm a cool dad. <laughs> I didn't think I was a cool dad. I thought I was a loser dad, you know. Because look at me. Come on. Mm-hmm. But I'm apparently mm-hmm. a cool dad. Today I played Minecraft with Ian and Nora. Okay. I'm listening. And two of Ian's friends um, asked if they could play. They're brothers. And the first thing they said when they got on was, who is this other guy? And Ian's like, oh, that's my dad. That's his account. And immediately they were like, how in the world did you get your dad to start playing Minecraft? And Ian's like, he just wanted to play. And they're like, oh my gosh, tell us how to get our parents to be like that. And he's like, I don't know. My dad just wanted to play Minecraft. It's really fun. And they go, oh, your dad is so cool. <laughs> Done, man. Done. I did it. I cracked the code. It's like your your weekend is your weekend is made. My life so, is made. <laughs> Forget weekends. So just just to clear this up and kind of explain this to the listeners so we have a play by play. So you paid other kids to jump on a game pre scheduled that you happen to be playing with your son. So and then how, how much did you pay them again? $20? Okay, $20. <laughs> and they then would infer to your son that you were the coolest dad alive. Yeah, I do want to be clear about this. your son um, cleans his room. I do want to be clear about this. My son's friend said I was cool. My son said nothing remotely similar to that. <laughs> nothing remotely similar. No, he still says Uncle Dustin is cool. He does. My son's friends also said they couldn't believe how good I was at Minecraft because I was so fast at building and doing everything. You're the fastest builder I know. Fastest erector around. Yeah. So Dustin, you got some cool dad wins you want to you wanna share too? No. I don't want to hog the cool dad spotlight here. No, I'm going through that phase with my daughter where it's like all mom all the time. I'm like second fiddle, second string fiddle, second fiddle string. But yeah, and it's it's painful as all you know, all the dads out there might have, you know, been there, gone through this. I don't get I don't get to do bedtime anymore. Uh I don't get to do bath time anymore. Everybody wants mom. Mom all the time. So I mean it's great from the you know, I can go do other things. But um, especially, but like right now, while Corinne is pregnant and really wants my help, but like the kids refuse my help, it's a little more challenging. So I'm trying to figure out how to work back into the cool dad status. Dude, I gotta, I gotta Sounds be like honest. I might um, have to wait a few more years. Yeah, yeah, a few more years, and then buy some friends. Just pay them twenty dollars. Like, get on, like get on Instagram, Instagram bots. Yeah. Like Instagram bots. Yeah. And uh, Ian's friends, parents, if you're listening to this, I just want you guys to know everything's on the up and up with the money I gave your children. <laughs> oh man. Oh. So, but just so they know, it was a week-long commitment. I need them to do it again tomorrow. They have to say I'm cool several times to my children. And it doesn't count if it's just Nora or just Ian. It has to be both of them. Do, do you also have them saying things like, man, I wish my dad was as cool as your dad? 
I mean, that was the implication. Like, how did how did you get your dad to play Minecraft? I can't get mine to even create an account or even try to play as a guest on my account. So have you been trying to work that into conversations with Ian today? Like, hey, Ian, would you mind grabbing that for me? I thought you might not mind since you have such a cool dad. You know, um, no, not at all. What actually happened was this happened and I was like, well, you guys got five more minutes of Minecraft and then we're done. (laughs) It's like, they can't stick around long enough to see how lame I really am. (laughs) If they're on this this app with us too long, they're going to be like, oh, actually he doesn't build that fast and he's not very good, you know? So it was like small doses got to get those you know those little positive affirmations of myself and then get out just as quickly as possible and then force my children to go to a park and go on a walk with me (laughs) that'll do it yeah yeah they did not enjoy the uh the park or the walk nearly as much as the minecraft they're like we could go walk through trees and see sunsets in minecraft dad and then fight mobs together and i was like i prefer the real world where we don't fight mobs and we don't die all the time. Actually, yeah. I haven't died yet in that world. Like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. But, yeah I'm um, like a level 20 now, man. Oh, so good. Racking up that XP. I've only been playing mm-hmm. for one day. That, that's all you need. Yeah. One day. Dustin, I'm we should probably get into the show. Probably have a podcast. Yep. Sounds yeah. good. So we got some follow up. Ooh. Listener Sally Psycho wrote in, and uh, a few weeks ago we said on the podcast, what kind of accent does someone from the D.C. area have? And she says she feels so seen, LOL. And me, Steve, I wanted to talk to you about this, Dustin. Okay. Because I've been to D.C. several times. Have you ever been to D.C.? Uh, Yes, I have. A couple of times. Is there a D.C. accent? Like, I was uh, half joking, but, like, also, I can't place a single accent as, like, a D.C. accent. Because every time I've been there, it's been, like, I've just met so many people from so many different countries while I was there. Mm-hmm. And so many people from different places around the United States. Like, mostly tourists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost almost all, all tourists. tourists. <laughs> exactly. But... <laughs> also, like, people who work at restaurants and stuff like that. People who own restaurants. And, um... It just seems like there's so many different accents. Now, on the other hand, I've been to NYC a few times, you know, mm-hmm. and there there are distinct New York City accents. True. But they also have a lot of like tourists, a lot of people from all over the world there, but still distinct mm-hmm. accents there. I think that's because with New York, there's such a pride about being from born and bred in New York, whereas D.C., I can't think of anyone that's like, I am born and bred in D.C. It's more so, hey, my husband got a job, we had to move to D.C., or my wife got transferred and we're moving to D.C., or I'm married to the president, I'm moving to D.C. Oh, wait, I'm not. I'm going to stay here in New York City because I love New York so much. Um, Those kind of things. I wasn't even born and bred in New York, but I still love New York. It's so great. Exactly. Um, so there's like, I think there's just so many more people because DC is actually, I don't, I mean, I'm not a geographer, but I don't think it's that big in terms of DC proper. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just a district. It's not really yeah. a city. Maybe there's more of like a Baltimore accent that people should Correct. I, I would look for more like a, a Virginia 
or a, a Baltimorean. Mm-hmm. How, how do they talk on the wire? I've never seen the wire. Neither have I. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Neither you one know? of us has seen the wire. <laughs> I started it. Somebody, cause I've had so many people tell me I need to watch the wire and that I would love it. And so I started it and then I realized how old it is. It was still an SD, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm seeing these <laughs> actors that I like, but they're so much younger. And I was having so much, tr- I was having a lot of trouble. You're like, I, I don't, I don't know how I can watch this. This man is clearly 50 now, not 40 <laughs> yeah. as portrayed in this film. And he's trying to act like he's 20. Like what is going on? This, this is a cluster cuss. I cannot get behind this. Yes. Oh, but maybe I'll come back to it. We'll see. Of all the things we've ever talked about on the show, I'm just I'm just guessing here. I think we'll get the most people rage quitting from us saying, both saying we haven't watched The Wire. Because in my mind, everyone has watched The Wire. Everyone I know who it's watches like, TV like has me told me The Wire I is a good show. Watched The Office, and people get just downright offended. Yeah, no, we actually saw a huge dip in numbers after that episode where you first said that we lost almost 50 percent of our listenership and um i had to field multiple emails and dms uh to, and nothing to, to do with account. the fact that i said that right before the coronavirus yeah they, it was they purely all, based on that. they all specifically referenced that uh they just couldn't relate with somebody who hadn't seen the office and they felt like i didn't give you enough of a hard time so i didn't want to bring it up but i mean i guess since you're bringing it up here it is here it open. is brought up how do you even watch like a uh, Jack Ryan and you know, you're watching Jim Halpert running around, but you don't even know he's Jim Halpert. You're just like, I, I guess, See, that's, but I don't, I think I would have John liked Krasinski. Jack I, Ryan even less had I watched the office. That's like saying you would like guardians of the galaxy less. If you had seen parks and rec, <laughs> Come on. I haven't seen parks and rec, which is why I like oh guardians gosh, of the galaxy. Oh my gosh. You live in somewhere. Indiana. Exactly. You live in India. You were just telling me the other day about some new show called Upload, which one of the key selling points is the guy worked on like The Office and Parks and Rec or something. The guy who created it. I haven't it. watched that either. And you haven't watched I haven't either watched of those either. shows. <laughs> I'm a busy photographer, Stephen, trying to make a living here. I don't always have time oh, for all of these shows. Gosh. <laughs> oh man, we, we just, I love we, though that we, we now live in a world where you're. <laughs> value as a human on this earth is judged based upon the content in which you've consumed not just the content you've consumed but the content you've consumed and like that's a huge component you know i like everything i consume Mm -hmm. yeah like i I don't want to be friends with somebody who you know watch fleabag but thinks it's a piece of shit like and doesn't ever want to watch it like that's that's not somebody i'm going to be friends with you know i'm just throwing it out there i haven't seen fleabag I know, we're barely hanging by a thread. Our friendship just barely hanging on. Sounds good. That's where yeah. I like it. Just mm-hmm. on the cusp. Mm, cusping, yeah. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> let's let's do some uh let's let's talk. What what beer are you drinking what are you tonight, drink? bud? I was drinking a blue moon, but I finished it while I was talking to your wife, so Jeez, jeez. I schedule a time to record with you, and then Jen just happens to be in the room, and the next thing I know, the two of you talk for an hour while I'm just sitting around playing on my phone. Some people enjoy talking to me more than others. How was that Blue Moon, buddy? I was delightful. I've actually had five of them today, or this today. evening at the pool. Whoa! Pool Doing day. Pool day. 
drinking See, beers I at the, the pool. whole they, conversation I had with your wife, you couldn't hear. Can or glass? Cans. Okay. Cans of beer. I was going to say, you can't bring glass to a pool. Well, I was actually a former lifeguard who first... stepped on broken glass from somebody throwing beer bottles over the fence into the kiddie pool area. I know. That's you because glass you, around a pool. you grew up in a really shady area. Um, I believe it's called Elkhart, Indiana. Um, but no, it was my first time getting to break out one of those, uh, like a Yeti type cup thing that you put cans in. Oh, yeah. It was like 95 degrees out today. Mm-hmm. Keep my beer nice and icy cold. Yeah. Meanwhile, I went for a walk with my kids in the 95 degree weather. Yeah, exactly. It works great with the beer in when it's in there. But when you bring just like a grocery bag full of beer that's not in those devices. You didn't bring a cooler? <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be drinking them faster than I was. You had one beer that was cold while you were drinking it. And the rest were all lukewarm to boiling hot by the time you got to that last one. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> oh, that's that pretty much sums it up. But this was our first time going to a pool with a two-year-old boy, mm-hmm. aka our son, not just some random ch- child that we kidnapped. Oh, I, I just assumed, like most normal people, you were kidnapping random two-year-old boys because you know it's really fun to take them to the pool. They and like to jump was... in. They like to get a big splash. They like to pretend like they're drowning because they're not old enough to know how to swim yet. Exactly. It was yeah. the most anxiety I think I've had um, in a long time. Could he have floaties? Uh, he had floaties while we were swimming, but there's that moment before you swim and that moment like when we're sitting at like the table eating near the pool where he could like hop down mm. and like want to go back and like play by the pool or like sit, oh, like he was really wanting to sit on the diving board and it was just uh, as a parent, it's like a lot of heart palpitations. And yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's rough for us. Nora's four and she's learning how to swim this year. And, um, that has taken a huge stutter. Cause like we started in February trying to like get her more acquainted with like swimming, like between Jen and I and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have like a YMCA membership. So like we were just so do doing we. stuff there. And, um, then, you know, the YMCA was closed because of coronavirus and we couldn't go to the pool anymore. So now it's going to be like starting completely over again. And yeah, our we, pool for our neighborhood doesn't allow flotation devices right now because of the coronavirus or anything. You're, I heard Jen talking to you about this. So we're kind of retreading stuff for you, but not for the listener. So, yeah, no, nothing a lot at the pool besides your own body during coronavirus times, which means I can't bring a cooler full of beer like I did last year. So what if you make a swimsuit out of flotation devices yeah not allowed bud not allowed so they're gonna make you get naked <laughs> yeah i think so no they're gonna make you go home get naked do they have, li- do they have lifeguards at your pool <sighs> uh yes they do our hoa hires life like a company that sends out lifeguards every day so we have a one red cross certified lifeguard there at all times and then during busy times like on the weekend we have two red car cross certified lifeguards which as somebody who used to lifeguard and was jeff ellison associates certified i can just tell you red cross isn't really cutting it like half the time they're like on their phone or you know not even watching the pool man you gotta you gotta scan your zones man i don't know what's going on out there when i was a life when i back in my day 
Wow. Uh, and that was to, a long day ago. You, you had to scan those zones and uh, your your manager might come and like throw a, a fake baby in the pool and then you would have to rescue it thinking maybe it's a real baby, but kind of knowing it wasn't a real baby the whole time. That it's just a beer bottle. <laughs> no, no, it was, it, was a, it was a baby doll, a fake baby doll that looked realistic and they would throw a it Bud, in the pool. Budweiser can with a wig on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what babies look like. You've had two, so you would know, and you have a third exactly. coming. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So should we talk about photography? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> again, again. What are you drinking? Week. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Steve? Are you drinking oh, anything? Pool I, water? You're drinking a big glass of pool water. I'm drinking a Wee Mac. It's a Scottish-style ale from Sun King Ugh. Brewery. I'm not a big fan of that beer. You're not a big fan of Weemac? I think Weemac might be the best thing Sun King makes and sells like in stores. They have better stuff that you can buy like at the brewery itself. But as far as like the stuff you can actually get in like a store that's distributed, I think Weemac might be my favorite. Because it's got actual real beer flavor to it. It's good stuff. I do love real beer flavor opposed to fake beer flavor. So Dustin, you wanted to get into our topics this week. Number one on the board, topic-wise, yep. I did an engagement shoot. First one <gasps> since COVID. You did a wedding, first one since COVID. So uh, let's talk about it. How, how did that mm, go, mm, buddy? Mm, mm, mm. Went great. It was awesome. It was, um, it, was, it was a good first wedding back because it was still COVID changed, I think is, the, are we calling it? It's a co-vetting. Yeah, I mean, I did say since COVID. What I really meant was since the uh, pandemic restrictions were loosened up so we could start doing a few things. Mm-hmm. Still still in the midst of a pandemic, but trying to get businesses back on track, in my opinion, right. way too soon. But that's what's going right. on. Yeah. It's, I, it's like I wouldn't call it safe sex, but it's like sex with some safety elements. <laughs> We weren't using condoms, but there were condoms in the room. <laughs> exactly. It's like we all knew there was a problem, but we still did it anyways. Is this is this <laughs> the new the new thing for masks? Like, I knew I should have worn a mask, but I just didn't. I just it wouldn't have felt the same. Yeah. There was a few aunts and uncles with some like ribbed masks, but I just felt like <laughs> skin to skin was just going to be the best. Approach. They were ribbed and I couldn't tell whose pleasure it was for. Certainly not mine though. <laughs> Certainly not mine. Oh, uh, best metaphor all day. Um, but no, it went well. It um, it was obviously completely changed from the bride's original vision um, of her big wedding. And we did it. It was a backyard wedding. Ceremony was in the backyard. Reception was in the backyard. The pastor came just for the ceremony and then left right away. Um, and he was the only non-family member who was older that showed up. So... Even and like now the significant you're just like others. Starting, starting that clock. You're like, well, let's see. He's got 14 right. days. We'll see if he shows right. symptoms in that time. If he does, he's a goner. I did just see a wedding photographer post today that she tests. She and her husband have tested positive um, here locally for the virus. So now it's hey. like every week it feels a little bit more real 
here because our community is so much smaller than some of these bigger cities. So it feels like we're a bit untouchable when it comes to this virus, but I feel Mm -hmm. like we're going to actually see it much later because people are going to start traveling here from the big cities and bring it to us. I don't know why anyone would travel from a big city to Fort Wayne. Do you maybe mean people from Fort Wayne are going to start traveling back to big cities and coming back with it? (laughs) Well, it's, it's so as I've been getting into real estate, I'm realizing there's so many people who actually don't live here, but they own companies here Mm -hmm. because the cost of labor is so much cheaper here. And so they own like a condo or a small house and then they come here for a couple of weeks at a time to check on things. And then they go back to North Carolina or somewhere far more beautiful than here and um, commute. And that's like a common thing for some people. And um, so those are the kind of people that I would foresee like bringing it when they Mm -hmm. come back for, you know, they've been stationed in like say New York city and then they have to come back and check on something here and that's when that's when it comes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Fort Wayne's about to <laughs> that's blow up. But the wedding went well. Uh we were definitely it was very small, very intimate. Um and we still shot five thousand photos. Nice. Way to knock it out of the we park, were, bud. We were just so trigger happy. It's like, man, you haven't shot a wedding in like three months, and then you're like and because it's smaller and more intimate, you feel like you have to overcompensate because you feel like there's already going to be less photos. Mm-hmm. So, plus you I even broke out my drone, the ribbed masks and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, I even broke like out my to drone perform. to snap some photos from above during the I'm ceremony. Like, no, during the reception, because I'm just like, what else am I going to do? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a bad time. I've, I mean, I've shot, there was only probably 30, 35 people there. And so I'm like, after the first hour of the reception, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Dustin, uh, were you wearing a mask at this wedding? So my wife and I both brought masks, um, with us, had them on us mm-hmm. and we showed up to the getting ready location and we asked the bride's mother, what her thoughts were on masks for the day because we had them and we were comfortable you know we wanted to wear them if but we didn't want to at the same time make anyone else uncomfortable mm-hmm. and she said we talked about it last night and we've decided that we would prefer no one wear a mask unless they feel un- like if they feel because with a mask you you are protecting others like you're not protecting you are protecting yourself you are protecting yourself not as much as yeah but you're still protecting yourself you know if everybody was wearing a mask everybody would be much more protected right that's what causes safe sex Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but um you want to make sure that there's a male condom and a female condom being used at the same time because that's exactly that's never caused any problems i've heard exactly there's so Um, much feeling then too so much uh but yeah and so she said she her daughter at the time when we got there was having a bit of a panic attack um about the wedding and so she said it would probably be best if we didn't wear them just because she's already so on edge as it was oh yeah 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 because it really puts people not at edge when they see your smiling face and they can just see the bacteria coming out of it Got it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. They see this face and they're immediately like, oh, Dustin's here. This wedding's okay now. But if that mask is covering up that big, beautiful smile, they'd be like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever will I do? I will say, when I'm shooting houses with my mask on and I'm trying to land some like one-liners and I, they just don't land as well when they don't see me grinning after I say them. <laughs> then they They're can't like, see your shit-eating grin. They what? don't know that you were trying to make a joke. Exactly. Um, I got news for you. That means your one-liners, your jokes, they're not funny. I'm realizing that <laughs> These now. people are only laughing because they're like, oh gosh, he told a joke. I guess I guess I have to laugh. It's going to be Precisely. really uncomfortable if I don't. This whole mask thing is really just unraveling a bunch of revelations for me. <laughs> really, so how did really, your how did your engagement session go, Stephen? Uh, do you still remember how I don't to use a camera? Talk about that after all the things I just said <laughs> to you. Did, did did you wear a mask? Were you a, were I you a Zorro? Mask with me? Thought I had it in my camera bag. Walked out to meet my clients. Realized I didn't have it in my camera bag, and there were like four other photographers doing shoots in White River State Park, which is where I did this engagement shoot, and none of them were wearing masks. And one of them was even like a photographer Jen and I know pretty well. And like, I stopped to talk to her for a little bit and I was just like, I can't go back to my car now to get my mask. <laughs> Look like yeah. an idiot. So I just shot the whole thing without a mask. But dude, it was so weird because like, typically if I'm shooting, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I can take your phone. I can take your keys. I'll just throw them in my camera bag real quick. Don't even worry about it. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Let me take your jacket. I'll just throw it over my shoulder while I'm getting the shot real quick. And then, you know, you can pop it back on. Cause the day I did this shoot, it was supposed to be 85 and it yeah. was only in the fifties on the actual day. So like the forecast <laughs> was a little Dramatic bit off. Change. Yeah. The next day it was like 85. So it was just like one Do day. Do we late, blame but... that on coronavirus? I think, yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's blame it on Bill Gates and 5G, right? <laughs> yeah. Why not? That, you know? That, you know that's this, a whole nother conversation. As long as we want to just say ridiculous things that don't make sense. Yeah. The the weather was bad because coronavirus, which was caused mm-hmm. by Bill Gates. He wanted the weather to be bad for that engagement shoot. Him with his 5G's internets. And Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla's the reason why I had to work. <laughs> Elon um, Musk was like, I'm down on the line. You better get out there with your camera, boy. (laughs) So engagement session went well. Pictures went amazing. You now have coronavirus. Pictures did go good. Yeah. But yeah, it was awkward just because of like the whole thing where like I couldn't do a lot of the stuff I normally do. That's just like nice stuff for the clients. They don't have to worry about, you know, stuff. Well, it was, it's a friend of mine from college. Like, uh, we were Mm -hmm. both on the same floor freshman year of college. And then we've just remained friends ever since then. And so, yeah, like, uh, typically when I see this dude, I would give him a hug. Like, even if it was like a business setting, I would still give him a hug. Like we're, we're friends, you know? And so like seeing him and it was just like, Hey, Hey. And then we did like an awkward hand wave from a few feet away and uh, his fiance and him were both just like, this is really awkward now that like people can't shake hands and hug. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. And then like when we went to leave, they're like, well, see you later. And I was like, see you later, guys. And they're like, <laughs> they're like Steve, you didn't have to make it so much more awkward with your, your talking and your weird hand Do like gestures. a double, double hand shake. Yeah, wave. Like, Both hands at the same time. <laughs> just see do one you of these. Later, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, Steve, are you dancing? I'm just like, no, nah, I'm like really into like Muppets and stuff. So like, I just try to live that life all the time. You know, I like yeah, to pretend like my arms just flop around on the sides of me. And like, there's a hand up my ass at all times, <laughs> directing me and moving my mouth. Yeah, I had had a, a lot of situations where I feel like the natural thing is to like shake hands when you like walk up to meet a realtor or somebody for the first time. And um, I try to like keep my hands in my pockets to like give them a mental cue to like, oh, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then like the other day I had a builder, a new builder I'm working for came up to me because there was supposed to be no one at the house and he was like finishing up a few things and I walk up and he's like, Oh, Hey, good. You know, good to see you. Like, and then he sticks his hand out. And he's like, are you shaking hands? Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I'd been put in that like confrontational state where I was actually asked, like, are you shaking hands? Like, I felt like that was like, are you dirty? <laughs> kind of like, I don't know. There were so many implied things. It's my mind just started spinning. And so finally I just, I said, sure. And I shook his hand and then immediately pulled away. And then I had a little like travel size hand sanitizer in my pocket. And just went, you're like, don't mind me. I'm just putting some of daddy Trump's hydroxychloroquine all over my hands. I'm going to inject some later. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm sure this will work and not kill me. <laughs> I just take a syringe of Clorox and I just shoved it into my neck. <laughs> oh, gosh. These yeah. are weird times. Speaking of weird times, a New Jersey wedding photographer was mm. charged with violating a coronavirus emergency order after police caught him photographing a ceremony. And he uh, is standing up to a fine of $1,000 and possibly six months in jail. A possible fine of six of $1,000 and six yeah. months in jail. Yeah. I, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but that could be what happens. What does the photographer have to say for himself? I, I did not read any of what his statements. I just saw this story on uh, F-Stoppers and I thought, you know, you're shooting weddings. I did an engagement shoot. You know, we should talk about this. We should bring this up because in other places, it's not nearly, I mean, New Jersey obviously has had many, many more cases than we have here in Indiana and uh, their their government's taking it a lot more seriously as our government should be. But, you know, we don't have any control over that. So we just got to work if we can work because <laughs> that's life now. Yeah. So that's uh, that was weird, man. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, that was a small fear of mine um, because it was a backyard wedding. And I mean, I know it's legally okay for moderate ga- gatherings right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, being that it was a backyard wedding, there's cars up and down the street because it's not like there's a parking lot um, that I was like afraid that a neighbor, like a pissed off neighbor would just like call the cops and be like, hey, there's like a huge ass gathering like next door to me. Um, can you come break this up? Less because they were concerned about the virus and more because they were just an annoyed neighbor. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> yeah. But everything went yeah. off without a hitch for you. I mean, it's it's a little different now. Um so the guy's name was Yakov Makuka. I'm probably pronouncing that very wrong, but he he was shooting this on April 21st in New Jersey, which, as I already stated, much uh, their their restrictions were much greater than ours. 
um, here in Indiana. But please, everybody stay safe out there and follow the rules of your state. And even once you can shoot again, don't be like me and Dustin. Actually wear your mask and stay six feet away from the people at all times. That was super right. weird doing doing shots where I'm just, I'm six feet away all the time. Like never, never getting close, never getting in there. No yeah. handshakes, no hugs, no handshakes, yeah. no hugs, no hugs. Why? I don't like hugs, but like I can't do hugs and now I want to do hugs. So maybe the silver lining is Steve, you'll come out of this quarantine state, the biggest hugger that I've ever met. That is probably not going to happen. I'll probably go back to my old ways. Like the day they're like, you can hug again. I'll hug one person. I'll be like, well, that was terrible. I'm never doing that again. That's probably what you'll do. <laughs> that is, that is probably pretty, pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. um, did you want to talk at all about how you've been saving up all of your pennies and dimes for this Canon EOS R? No, no. I thought we'd skip that one because like <laughs> the price was ah oh, see like that's why that's why i made it black in the show notes i highlighted it as black because we were just gonna skip it i figured it was black because it was like your soul and so that meant like i really uh, want to talk about this what dustin is referring to is the canon usr 5 Steve's up, dream camera. Steve's popped dream up camera. on an Australian retailer's website for like six thousand four hundred dollars or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was U.S. or Australian money. It was like eleven thousand Australian. Yes, eleven thousand. Yeah, so six thousand five hundred U.S. About. And uh, then apparently, like the next day, US. the next day, uh, Petapixel ran a story that was like actually. The price leak was an error, and it's not going to cost six thousand five hundred. So it's like a non-story story, which is why I tried to skip it, Dustin. But no, you just had to bring it up. Well, what I wanted to bring it up is because I think it will be hilarious now if Canon was planning on releasing this at like a thirty-five hundred dollar price point, and then all of a sudden this story created so much buzz, and enough people were like, "I'd still buy it for sixty-eight hundred. Like that camera looks amazing." And Canon's like, "Well, shit." Maybe we should rethink our price structure for this. I think most people were just like, I'd never buy a, that camera for that much money. I don't think anybody was like, I'd still get it at that that price point. Did you see anybody saying they'd get it at that price point? I, I saw a few people. I think there's always going to be those diehards out there. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll drop the price like six months later. <laughs> Can't you just do a thing where like every new camera they release, they're just like $10,000 and then like... <laughs> Three months later, they're like, and now the price is down to something reasonable. <laughs> $2,500. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they could just do that and they could grift all those people who are just like, got to have that new Canon hotness as soon as it comes out. Gotta I got to make my YouTube unboxing video. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's a YouTube <laughs> unboxing tax. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why haven't camera companies thought of this yet? I'm just you saying get all those clicks, all those likes. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it for the slim price of $10,000. <laughs> Is it going to be worth that much to you? That's what we need to do, Steve. We need to start a consulting company where we get these items into people's hands early so that they can create these unboxing review videos so they can get all those thumbs up and likes on YouTube. Um, but then what we do is we charge a premium for mm -hmm. those items. Mm -hmm. I like where this is and going. Yeah, that influencer tax. Got it. Exactly. And then when they send them back, we get to keep them. 
Think how crazy that'd be. Influencers are so used to getting things for free or deeply discounted. And we and we flip the script. <laughs> flip that script and we're like, what, you think you got a lot of followers? That means you get special. No, you, you want to keep those followers, you got to pay our prices. Exactly. You no, just but changed the whole game. Speaking of mirrorless cameras, uh, did you see that during the uh, pandemic, uh, camera sales for mirrorless cameras across the board has dropped 74%. It's because nobody can take pictures right now unless you're Sally Psycho and like photographing birds. Nobody can take pictures and nobody has money to take pictures right now. Mm-hmm. Like, or to buy gear is what I meant. Nobody has money to buy gear right now because of what's going on. Yes. <sighs> it's a tough time, man. It's a tough time. Unless you take pictures of birds or landscapes, then I feel like you could probably get away with it, right? Absolutely. I was hoping that there would be some crazy discounts on cameras, but I haven't seen anything. I, it seems like most of the big uh, courts are just like thinking, we're going we're gonna to wait this one out, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I wondered if it had anything to do with they're like, well, we don't want to run any crazy sales because we can't keep up with demand if we do, because <laughs> all of our factories that make these cameras are all shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we we couldn't source the cameras to them anyway, so who cares? Right. Who cares exactly. if they're not selling? So let's just try to keep selling what we've got on the shelves at full price. <laughs> You know, as, as long as it takes to get them off those shelves. <laughs> but I care. wouldn't be surprised if there isn't some sort of like big sale, like 4th of July sale or something once things are kind of back running. Yeah, a big American sale for all those American <laughs> photographers. Because America is the only place affected by this. America! It, that matters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dustin. Josh, listener Josh Withers would agree with me. Oh, Dustin. Oh, man, Dustin, wow. Mm. Can we talk about this Dutch court? You want to talk about this Dutch, Dutch court? Being that you're from the Dutchlands? I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean I'm from the Dutchlands? The Netherlands? Your last name is Van Elk, hailing from the Dutchlands. <laughs> you're practically a Viking. All right, Dustin. Uh, so you drink beer from a boot. In in the in the Netherlands in Holland, uh, a grandmother was ordered by a court to remove photos of her grandchildren from Facebook. These are photos she took and she posted. Photos she owns the copyright to, but they are of her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. What was the reasoning that she had to take them down? There was some sort of falling out between the woman and her daughter, the the mother of her grandchildren, you know, and uh, the daughter asked her multiple times to take the photos down. She refused. And so the daughter took her to court and uh, just said, look, these are minors and they're, they're my minors and I, I don't want their photos on the internet. So get my them minors. <laughs> yeah. That sounds real creepy. Wow. (laughs) So uh, typically in the Netherlands, uh, this law would not regulate purely personal usage, such as somebody sharing to Facebook as they uh, report on Petapixel. But the court said that the exception did not apply in this case because with Facebook, it cannot be ruled out that placed photos may be distributed and may end up in the hands of third parties. 
So it's not considered purely personal. So uh, apparently the grandmother in question, the posts that she shared were not uh, like private. They were public or public enough that people could see them. So there was a chance that those photos could then be used as like advertisements or whatever for, you know, if Facebook was running an ad or something. Because you know how Facebook's thing is that they are given the ability to reproduce and distribute your photos and everything like that. So I think that's what yes. it all comes down to. But like, that's how the technology works. If they can't reproduce and distribute your photos, then nobody else in the world who you're friends with would be able to see your photos. Cause that's literally what they are doing. Like that's the technology. That's, that's how, when you get on Facebook, you can see other people's photos because Facebook has reproduced and distributed that to you. So I just, I, I can't imagine the level of what's the word they used in the article the schism mm -hmm. is, is that is yeah. my, am i pronouncing that correctly yeah, yeah I, you could go with schism but that'd be incorrect but i'd like it the <laughs> but, schism um, the schism that uh you're in such a uh falling out between your daughter that when asked to remove things from social media, you're like, you see me in court over this. Like, I just, I'd be like, sure, I'll delete them. You know, like, but I've never had a super contentious parental relationship. You know, it might not even be that contentious. It might just be like, there was one photo she wanted off and maybe, maybe the grandmother was like, I, I, I refuse to take it off. And the truth is she was like, I, I've been trying. I don't know how to do it. And I'm scared to admit to my daughter that I'm <laughs> not able to operate the Facebooks. Could somebody I help me out? I haven't remembered my could. password. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, pride got the best of her and uh, she just left the photos up because she couldn't figure out how to take them down and uh, couldn't ask I think that would have been, I think that's what I would have said though in court when the judge was like, you're ordered to remove said photos, grandma. And you're like, um, absolutely. hundred percent agree. Been trying to do it for weeks. No idea how to do it. Think you could do it. And then just walk up to the bench and like slide your phone across. And he's like, I need to know your pin. And you're like, no idea what that is either. Um, so the grandmother is going to have to pay a fine of $50 for every day that she doesn't comply with removing the photos and could have to pay up to a thousand, a $1,095 total or a thousand euros total, 50 euros every day, a thousand euros total, but it'd be $55 or $1,095 in American. Sorry. So let's get this straight. If she was really a badass. And she's like, really wants us to get to her daughter. Just leave She them could off. choose to leave them up and just pay $1,000. <laughs> Cause that's what I would do. Honestly, if like, These are my I was like babies and I, I want, want them on I my want, Facebook. I want all the people in my bridge club to see these pictures of my grandbabies since you're not going to let me see them anymore. Here's a thousand dollars. You're not going to let me see them anymore. Judge. Can I pay that in full up front? Oh, man, we do not okay? know what's going on there. So <laughs> let's not delve too deep into the relationship between the daughter and the grandmother. But that, just that's just uh, that's just a crazy place to be. I mean, um, think of like street photographers who might take a photo that has a child in it and then post it online without thinking twice about it because street photography, I guess, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Speaking of street photography, did you want to talk about these completely 
Poe's staged striking Twilight portraits. I don't know. Showing the loneliness of lockdown. No, no, I didn't. You just texted me this link. I meant to text it to Jen, not you. (laughs) (laughs) We we were talking about like uh, composite photography and stuff like that and um, Mm -hmm. photos that were a bit more surreal. And I was like, oh, I just read something on Petapix about that. And I went to text it to Jen and I accidentally texted it to you. We can talk about it if you want. Um, So a photographer in, where was it, Dustin? You, You got the article up in front of you right now, right? You came prepared? to talk about this still in the netherlands yeah still in the netherlands that's right my boy uh my boy it's a great country my, my netherland of, boys full of all the good news full of all the good people um you know van gogh <laughs> you know good people uh so yeah it's just a series of photos this um what, what what's what's the guy's name roloff boss yeah. Roll off, roll off, boss. <laughs> I know that's a pretty cool name, dude. <laughs> Next yeah. kid Jen and I have, we're not having any more kids. I'm going to name him Roloff. <laughs> it's like Doctor. Olaf, but with an R at the front, right? Um, but he he did a series of uh, he's calling them portraits, like uh, you know, combining porch with portrait. And I hate that. I hate that somebody <laughs> did that, but <laughs> it happened. Kind of love it. I you love would. It. <laughs> You would, um, but no, like some, some of the photos are just incredibly moving. They just show people in isolation and it, they just look, they look, people look lonely and like all the lights are off in the city except like the light of the guy's room that he's in or whatever. And so they're, they're beautiful photos. And, um, a lot of them were done with composites. Like there's one where like, there's like a super moon and there's like a boy with a telescope looking for the moon, but the moon's behind him. And so it's one of those things that's like, oh, he's looking all over for the moon and he can't find it because it's behind him. He literally can't I, find I it. just love how many of the skies in these photos are skies from Luminar for... <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've they're all used these skies for yeah. real estate stuff. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I just sent it to Jen because we were talking about composite stuff. So, yeah, that wasn't for the show, man. That was just, that was just for my now. personal Everything's life. Everything's for the show. Everything's for the show. Why would I take anything out of the show? Exactly. Oh, Dustin, um, hey, do we want to talk about somebody else who was arrested for violating quarantine? Was it me? No, it was not. Who else? Who else was arrested? Uh, so a young man went to Hawaii on vacation. And right now, if you travel to Hawaii, you have to remain in quarantine for 14 days before you're allowed to like go out in public anywhere. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. They're taking it pretty seriously over do, there. So do the young they man cover was, the 14 days? I don't think so. Like, but. is it a free 14-day stay in Hawaii? No, I don't think it's like that at all. It's a free 14-day stay in a hotel room in Hawaii. That you have to pay for. Yes. Um, so he's That's decided he, he's a 23-year-old named Tariq Peters, and he's from New York City. And he went to Oahu on May 15 and soon posted photos of himself on the beach on his Instagram account, which is how the police got him. <laughs> So the Hawaiian police has a social media division that's monitoring social media activity. I'm sure every police department has a social media division. And I'm sure in places like Hawaii and Island, where something like the coronavirus could really just, you know, tear through them, uh, it, it would be very important to monitor. 
stuff like this. And they're probably making a little bit of an example out of him. You know, hey, don't come to Hawaii and violate our quarantine rules because we're we're taking this seriously over here. And so he's currently in jail with a $4,000 bail. Wow. Let me guess, he's in jail for 14 days? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're trying to get that free stay, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe this was all a ploy on his part. The jail in Hawaii is still better than New York City. Exactly. It's probably more spacious than his little one-bedroom, you know, shithole in New York. Yeah, where the coronavirus is just tearing through that city, so. Yeah. Now he's like, hey, I get 14 free days, and then I get to hang out at the beach. Get 14 free days of taking dumps in front of other people. Yeah! Yeah! Just like in my apartment in New York City. Where there's a bathroom, but no doors. Also, the bathroom is the kitchen sink. Exactly. This is a sink toilet. Where I wash my dishes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, Dustin, we got, Wait, we got one we more story. Stories? Got, yeah, we got one more story I wanted to talk to you about from, from the ketchup man. <laughs> <laughs> From Dr. Hines? Dr. Mines. Uh, Aldrich Mines writes in and shared with us the Copper Stallion Media Saga. Dustin, what do you know about this, my man? Absolutely nothing. <sighs> Absolutely nothing, Dustin. Okay, so Justin Montney got engaged, was going to get married, hired this company, Copper Copper Stallion Media to do video for his wedding. And then his fiance died in a fatal car crash. So he some do. contacted Copper Stallion Media back in February to see if he could get his money back. To which they replied, no. You gave us this money. We told you it was non-refundable. You can't have this money back. And so he reached out to them a few more times and finally said, if you look, if, if you guys don't give me the money back and don't respond to me, I'm going to go public with this on social media. Went public with it on social media. It was picked up on like a local news station and it ran. And then uh, people started leaving really bad reviews for Copper Stallion Media. Gosh, it's so, I mean, it's like the same thing though. Like if you book a flight and you don't book travel insurance and then like one of your spouses dies, mm -hmm. the flight isn't going to just be like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Let me refund you for that ticket. Like any other business is going to act the same. Yeah. Is it like shitty of the photographer to do or videographer in this case? I mean, yes. Is his business probably going to be destroyed over this? Yes. But, I mean, that's the nature of this business. We only get 52 Saturdays in a year to book. Mm -hmm. And that's why you should wear your seatbelt when you're driving. The f Dustin? <laughs> Do you work for Copper Stallion? <laughs> no, I just, I, I have a friend going through the same situation right now. Um, but his is a lot more hairy. Uh, his groom just passed away um, in a car accident. Mm -hmm. 
but there might have been circumstances leading up to the car accident that caused him to die. Oh, and so because there's a cause of death, like he shouldn't have to refund the money? Is that, no, is that what you're saying? No. So he's refunding everything but the deposit because they had already paid additional payments. And why, why do you say this? What, what are you dancing around here? There, they think there that were... the wife, the wife is, a, or the fiance is a person of interest in this. And she asked him for the refund and the parents of the groom asked him for a refund. So he was in this really precarious situation where he had two parties, both asking him for a refund, not knowing legally speaking what the best recourse was. That's Time what I'm out. Around. So how did this groom die? He was in a car accident, but he also suffered a gunshot wound prior to the car accident. What? <laughs> so the, the, the thought is that maybe she was cheating on him. He went to confront the person that she was cheating on him with, and something happened. There was a gunshot, and then he drove off where he then, you know, passed out at the wheel due to the gunshot. And crashed his car and died. What? Yeah. I'm telling you, Fort Wayne, crazy place. I mean, that that deposit though, that that's the devil's money. <laughs> Your friend can't keep that. That's 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 gotta go somewhere. That's that oh man. Yuck. That's a yucky so, situation. So the friend the friend then um had to hire an attorney to get to the bottom of who he should refund. Um, <laughs> who was so on the contract who was on the contract both the bride and groom were on the contract however the attorney said you who was listed refund. as the groom's beneficiary <laughs> <laughs> do you have that in your contract <laughs> <laughs> no no that'd be like in their their will or their insurance uh, stuff or whatever gotcha. it'd be like hey if i die uh does my stuff go to my mom and dad does my stuff go to my fiance who does gotcha. it go to like right, if you're married, right, right. it goes to your spouse. I thought you meant like you in your wedding contract, else. you have something that states <laughs> if you die prior to your wedding, who gets the engagement? I'm gonna slip that files. into my wedding contracts now. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> um, guys. I but, just want to so, know uh, if one of you dies prior to the marriage, um, and it's suspected one of you is a person of interest in the death of the other one. Do you want like those photos to go <laughs> to who? Exactly. from that engagement shoot <laughs> but um so he just said uh simply refund the money in the exact same way it was given to you so like whoever wrote you the check you would you know write a check in that person's name um and then the executor of the estate will make sure that goes where it's supposed go. to go um in this case they paid via paypal so he said just go on paypal and refund the money back to the paypal account that it came from Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said, but cause this wedding was a destination wedding. He said you would deduct any travel expenses that you were unable to get refunded mm-hmm. from the amount paid to you. Yeah. Wow. So Dustin, I did not expect you to come down on the side of Copper Stallion Media. I thought maybe to keep the show interesting, we would have to like flip a coin to see who would be on what side. Um, but no, obviously, obviously you have real life experience with something not incredibly similar, but kind of similar 
because maybe murder, but <laughs> but I mean, like, so so just to be clear, like, if if one of your clients died, mm-hmm. you would be like, oh yeah, here's all your money's back. Dustin, that is a bridge I will cross when it happens. <laughs> gotcha, Dustin. You didn't read what Copper Stallion Media has done though. Since the, they threatened uh, the to guy. sue for defamation, which is what I would do, mm-hmm. because yeah. they went to instead of so many courses that this guy could have taken, like talk to the Better Business Bureau, set up a line of communication to maybe you know work this out. But instead, he's like, you know what? Screw all that. I'm going to go to the court of public opinion. Yeah. So, did you see what Copper Stallion posted on their Facebook the other day? No, I did not. They wrote, today would have been the day where we would have filmed Justin and Alexis's wedding in Colorado Springs, a beautiful, beautiful place. After, that was my comment about it being beautiful. But after what Justin pulled with the media stunt to try and shake us down for a refund, we hope you sob and cry all day for what would have been your wedding day. Sorry, not sorry. Ooh. How are you feeling about your uh, defensive conference daily media now, buddy? Gosh, obviously they're assholes. Uh, Dustin, if you click, if you click on that, the the JustinMontney.com that's in our show notes, uh, just I want you to pull that up and just tell me what you think about that. You see what that is, Dustin? Copper Stallion Media bought the domain name for this guy's name. JustinMontney.com. I hope they photoshopped his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they picked a photo of him that looks not very good. It looks like he just had... He, he looks like Stan the Java Man from back on, on Mad TV back in the day. That's what he looks like. Looks his like, eyes are bugging. He looks like one of the characters from... Um, oh, shit. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where they're on the planet and... There's, <laughs> Which planet? Earth? N- no, the one... Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall, where, you know, the, the when the glass cracks in their helmets, their eyes, like, bug out because mm-hmm. there's no oxygen. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Or, like, any, any like, space movie where the glass cracks and the astronaut's helmet and their eyes bug out. But in that movie, they especially accentuate the eyes. So, uh, yeah, Copper Stallion Media bought the domain name. And then they took out this. Uh, they, they wrote. They wrote all this. This copy, and it just says, um, "It's it's trying to lay a case for why Justin Montney is such a bad person." And uh, at one point, they say Justin Montney then contacted the failing news station KRDO in Colorado Springs, Colorado, to tell his story, which. I don't know. I only know one person who refers to media outlets as failing news stations. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I I know what you're saying. And that was something that uh, Grant Beachy pointed out in the group as well. I, you know, it caught both of our eyes. It's just like it feels it feels like it was straight up lifted from like a Donald Trump speech. Hey, it works for him. Yeah. Why not? Play, yeah. the, if the playbook works, if you know what I mean. And then they write, in the news story, he admits that the contract was non-refundable, but says we should give the money back due to the circumstance. Life is a bitch, Justin. <laughs> okay, I kind of want to meet this person. Can we get them on our show? Then they go on to explain uh, what, you know, 
what what that what that money's used for your non-refundable deposits and everything uh why why you know wedding companies have to take it as you said only 52 weekends in a year blah 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 i don't know is that a thing people say it feels it feels like there we go got it so he says, uh, Justin and his fiance booked two videographers with us. Now we have two shooters who cannot film that day and lose out on that income. But they don't really have to lose out on that income, you know, because you're not refunding the deposit. So anyway, that's, that's just a, that's just a moot, moot point, you know. Um, but they say, uh, oh, gosh, they say if we knew he was going to shake us down, we would have charged a higher deposit. Then they go through, they share like all the emails in which Justin comes off actually like a pretty nice dude who's just kind of like trying to reach out like their very first email back to him he says uh dear copper stallion i regret to inform you my fiance alexis passed away in a car accident on the 3rd of february i am hoping to cancel any arrangements we made with a refund take care and god bless justin motney that's his first email response i'm so sorry justin we will take you off our calendar Please note the ser- that the services are non-refundable under the terms of our contract. I do wish you well. Then he writes back and says, well, then I'd like to push my reservation for 10 years from now in case I ever do get married. That or I could have a refund. Which if they allow people to push dates, that's a completely legitimate threat for him to make. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, and the, oh gosh. Then he writes, all the other arrangements were understanding during this tragedy, which is a spelling error. He meant to write tragedy. <laughs> or tragic. Or tragic. Yeah, but he wrote tragedy. And <laughs> sorry, man, that just made me laugh really hard. This is obviously a very terrible situation that he's going through. And uh, like, he, he never comes off as like a, a D bag in it. He does say, um, I've noticed you didn't reply. I'm just notifying you that a presence will be taking place in social media due to the lack of contact over nearly two months. So it's not like he just straight up went straight to social media. It's he sent them a message in February. They never sent him a message back saying, Hey, I'm sorry. We just can't do that or anything. So two months go by. And then he says, look, you haven't gotten back with me. Now I'm going to take it to social media. They make it sound like he went ran straight to social media to like smear them. But it's like all this happened because like he was because they didn't do a good job with customer service. It feels like just based on them sharing the actual emails that were sent back and forth. But uh, maybe the best part then is down at the very, very bottom. It says um, they say smear campaigns like this seem to be becoming commonplace in our industry or something like that. And they link to that. um they linked to that news story about that other lady down in Texas who was had a smear campaign and then she sued and won a $1 million lawsuit against the people. Um, but right before that, they write, this website is registered with us for the next two years. Thanks to your non-refundable deposit, you support this website and domain. Welcome to the interwebs, you stupid shit. Oh, it's, like, it's like every time you feel a little bit bad for them, because they are a business that's trying to run, that's trying to stay in business. They just do something so, so stupid and it antagonistic like this. Do you want to know what's even better? Yeah. Um, so I did a quick search for Copper Stallion. Yeah. I mean, you got to give these guys credit that where credit is due. 
<laughs> they've already taken down their Facebook the page. <laughs> they've taken down their Facebook page. They've also taken down their not listing. But things you can't take down, Yelp. apparently, are Yelp. <laughs> but they changed their name of their Yelp page to... Justin Motney. Justin Motney. Wow. <laughs> so it says their name when you Google them. But then you go to Yelp and it says Justin Motney has a one star review. <laughs> I get it. You if you give can't, them some credit for that. I get it. They're if obviously going to have to change their name <laughs> after yeah. all this. I get it that you you can't you know maybe do a refund every time you want or whatever for whatever reasons. Um, but this just wow! This story just whew, it is it's rough. It yeah. is a rough story, and uh, you just wish I mean, that like things would have been handled better. These guys, I think we should reach out to these guys. Oh, yeah. So apparently, they also um, they also posted, and Stephanie Sanju shared this. Uh, they have a post, and it says, "Welcome to Copper Stallion Media, December twenty two. 2018 was when this post was originally written and they wrote to all employees and clients. It is with great sadness. We inform you of the passing of our client experience manager. She took her own life earlier this morning. So that's like the first paragraph of the story that was written back December 22, 2018, you know, and then the next paragraph of this story that was written December, 2018 is on May, 20, 2020, our company was subject to an online smear campaign for not refunding a client who died in a car accident. The client signed it. Not why would you update an old blog post and put that on it? Like, Hey, here, here's this blog post about this horrible thing that happened, but we're going to slide in. <laughs> Run underneath right. this. It just it feels gross all over, man. It's like why why would they do that on that page? You could do it on a lot of other pages, but why would you do it on like the page about how somebody in your organization committed suicide? Like it's just it feels so weird, man. It feels so freaking weird. <sighs> Their work looks pretty good though. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would go at this and <laughs> Oh, you would go at this and just find, find, find the good in this, this is company. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. I'm going to get him on the show. Yeah. I, when I first saw this, I was like, initially felt kind of bad because it seemed like, oh, something bad just happened here. And like, they just couldn't figure things out or whatever. But then like seeing the way that they've been like posting to social media and everything, it's just like, oh, oh shit. Like. Things went bad for them, obviously. And, in, you know, it is, I'm, I don't want to assign blame anywhere, but, like, things wouldn't have gone bad if they had figured things out with him ahead of time, if he had just not pursued them about this thing because it was a non-refundable deposit. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of things that could have happened between, like, when things went real bad for them with social media and everything like that. But, like, their response to everything going bad on social media is just very, very bad. Just very horrible. <laughs> So when did this all start going down? I don't know, man. We just saw the post today. That's when the ketchup man, uh, you know, shared it in the group. Mr. Ketchup himself, Aldrich Mainz. Gotcha. Because I'm seeing that it looks like it might have been last year. It might have been last year. But the story ran on May 22nd, 2020 on KRDF. I know, but 
But a lot of these kind of things, you know, they happen in the past, and by the time they actually... Oh, the fiancé died, like, this year, February. Oh, so it was this year that yeah. this all went down. Yeah. Yeah, it's all been going down this year. Or maybe she died in January. Not certain. But it was sometime this year. Because, like, that, his last email to them was in February of 2020, Dustin. They posted the emails on their site. The, the site they took out in his name. Jeez. This is all rough. Let's move on to something else. Something something more uplifting, like, uh, let's do some Q&A. All our Q&A. The most uplifting Q&A. Oh, shoot. We can't do Q&A yet. Sorry. This has all oh. been very depressing. Let's move on to something more uplifting. Speaking of things oh, that go up. I, that was good. That was good. Let's head on over to the drone zone. Bzzz, ah! So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. I'm going to edit out the first part where I screwed up the transition and tried to move to Q&A first and just leave in that really solid, good second transition. So people will be like, man, that's Steve Van Alk. He knows what he's doing with podcasts. He's, he is a transitional guy. Mm-hmm. From Phantom producer Louis Novak, DJI's future in the U.S. is in question, Mr. McKibben. After mm-hmm. losing a patent lawsuit. Dustin, I know you're a big DJI fan. You're a big droner. You just drone on and on and on and on. No, uh, no, everybody who listens to podcasts and up and up and away. Yeah. So a U.S. judge has ruled that Chinese drone juggernaut DJI violated the patent of a smaller drone maker. This comes to us from Petapixel, written by Michael Zhang. Big time fan of the show, Michael Zane. Um, I was just reading him word for word, so I needed to credit him. <laughs> Usually I don't do that. Usually I summarize, and then we just include links later. But I read him word for word there. So yes, uh, Autel Drones had a patent that looks very similar to the DJI Mavic system. And apparently a judge has decided that it looks similar enough that DJI has infringed upon Altel's uh, copyright mm-hmm. or patent, excuse me, patent. And uh, they could potentially, Altel is pushing to ban the sale of DJI from the United States. Um, I think this is all a huge marketing ploy on DJI's part to get a mad order of sales because people are like, oh shit, I'm going to have to like find a friend in China or something to get me my drone fix now. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to have to... So what I'm thinking, Steve, if this does go down, you and I are going to be the first black market drone dealers. I've already bought the domain. I've already bought the domain. Blackmarketdrones.com Okay, yeah. So we're going to get the DJI drones. We're going to fly to China every month. We're going to bring them back with us. And then we're going to peel off the DJI we're, logos. We're, gonna get, we're, we're each going to get two of the Inspire 2 drones. We're going <laughs> to grab on and just fly them across the Pacific straight to China. Pick up exactly. some drones, clip them onto our belts, and fly right back. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> we're going to drone our way into buying these drones. It's Oh, man. We're going to be droning for days, man. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Welcome to the drone zone. Plus, I can't wait to like really just like get my my 
my guns ripped, you know, my biceps, my mm-hmm. triceps, mm-hmm. my pecs, you know, Your just riceps. that whole zone from like holding yeah. on to the inspires. Cause I assume we're not building harnesses. That's out of the question. No, every, no, every bit of harness room. has to be for clipping on more drones as we fly exactly. across the ocean. Exactly. More harnesses is just dead weight. I got to use that yeah, arm strength to keep myself we'll on. We'll probably there. have the inspires and then we'll have like a bunch of Mavic minis kind of like hooked to the inspire to give it a little bit extra oomph. It's going to be a bit of a programming nightmare to control all of the drones with one remote, kind of like a hive mind remote. That's yeah. what I'm calling. Yeah, the the Mavic Minis will be like um, uh, Rudolph, the little reindeer in the front leading the big reindeer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's our plan um, moving forward. <laughs> yeah. No, this, this, <laughs> I can't wait to get this started. We've got more drone news though, Dustin. So much more drone news. Dustin, a drone got too close to America's finest, the Blue Angels. Oh, gosh. Dustin, what do you think about this? Blue? Uh, sounds like something I've always thought about doing. Mm-hmm. So Every time I see a helicopter go over my house, I'm like, I wonder if I could get close enough with my drone. Yeah. So the video was allegedly published by Giovanni Lucia. And Mr. Lucia has since deactivated his social media accounts and taken the video down. As he should. Yeah, but not before somebody else downloaded it and also shared it as a mirror on their own YouTube channel. Because <laughs> isn't that the beauty of YouTube? It's just so easy to download other people's videos and then post it as your own. I do it all the time with your videos just to keep a backup. <laughs> just to keep a backup. Great. I love it. I love it. Thanks, bud. It's good to know that if ever all of my systems fail and everything gets stolen, that uh, you'll, you'll have my back out there, buddy. Yeah, 100%. I have so, one more drone zone story. So you keep talking. I'm so did, did you watch the video, though? No. You didn't watch the it video? Too, it, I thought it would be too much of a bad influence on me. Yeah. And I would want to do something like that. So did he get in trouble? So like most of the shots are from like pretty low and like pretty far away. Then there's a shot about 53 seconds in and uh, the drone's pretty close. It's pretty high up there, man. <laughs> and all I can think when I look at it is it's a cool shot though. Like I would love to be shooting that. <laughs> but yeah, clearly right. way That's too close to the Blue about. Angels. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the whole time in his this guy's video, <laughs> I don't know if this is in the original video or just in like the mirror, but they're playing uh, Highway to the Danger Zone, and we'll include a link to this YouTube video for everybody who wants to get a good look at it, and also listen to Highway to the Danger Zone, which, great song. Am I right or am I right? You're right, Steve. You're right. So not only is he doing something cr- incredibly illegal and dangerous, he's using copyrighted music oh yeah so yeah <laughs> but all right i'll look at the video you've okay okay it. so um to avoid it i'm gonna i'm gonna talk you guys through what's happening so drone flies dangerously close to blue angels all right we're seeing blue angels i'm feeling like i'm in top gun right now what kind of drone is it i can see the propellers i don't know bud you would have to know the person who posted it so, Dustin, uh, speaking of things illegal that are happening with drones out there, um, a Minnesota man is facing two felony charges after he shot down a drone. 
That's right. You've heard reports of people shooting at drones in the past because uh, I don't want them to take pictures of my land or whatever. And uh, the authorities arrested 34-year-old Travis Dwayne Winters and charged him with uh, shooting down a drone. The man said that the uh, drone cost $1,900. So this is not a phantom. This is this is more expensive than a phantom. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty sweet shot of the uh, Blue Angels. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> You're still stuck on the Blue Angels. Okay, got it, got it. I was watching you, the video. You don't want to talk video. about people shooting down drones, something that could happen to your drone. Nobody's going to shoot down my drones. I'm too fast. Have you ever th- shot down a drone? I have not, no. So apparently there's a U.S. federal law that says shooting at aircraft is illegal, whether the aircraft is manned or unmanned. So, uh, so that that's an interesting thing I didn't know. Doesn't in your, your studies to uh, get licensed as a drone pilot, have you wh- what have you learned about drone laws and shooting at them? Is it a free-for-all out there? You see them drones and it's like duck hunt? Uh, shooting period. Shooting period is pretty illegal. What? What? Long. What? Dustin, stop the presses. Why are we not making our own duck hunt game that's just shooting drones down? I think you might be onto something. You pay a fee, like an Uber type app, and we bring disposable drones from our like van that we pull up, and we fly around your house, and we leave like laser guns on your front porch and you have to shoot the drones. I mean, I'm, I'm looking this up duck hunt, but with drones, it auto. I think the word you're looking for is drone hunter. Other people have thought of this. It's auto completing to drone game. And, uh, Oh, is there a drone hunter? Is there a drone hunter out there? I don't know. I don't know, but it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. We got to make this game. We got to get it on that app store. We got to start bringing in the big no, bucks. This isn't this isn't a game, Steve. This is <laughs> this is what I like to call reality real gaming. Reality gaming. No, they have like reality games where like you shoot like a thing and you have like laser stuff and you try to shoot like lasers at it. I'm talking about like a video game. <laughs> no, that's that's not fun. Where you, where you send a robo dog out into a field <laughs> and it scares drones up. And you shoot the drones out of the air. How does this not exist? And, you know, it's not like a field of grass. It's like a field of, like, uh, <laughs> of copper wire. <laughs> it's like a robo- dystopian world. Yeah, dystopian sent, world. You sent your, your robo-dog out there. Let's call him... Uh, it's, a, it's a scene Drover. from Matrix. So you send Drover the robo-dog out there. and uh, <laughs> Drover the rover. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and he scares up the, 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 the drones for you. You shoot him down, and then he comes back with them. But if you don't shoot him down, he just pops up and laughs at you. <laughs> and then you feel like right. shit for the rest of the day. You know how it is, man. I, I actually have some drone zone news that I'd like to report on that I found fascinating and interesting. Um, one of my favorite photographers that I follow, Art Streiber. Streiber? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he's not. He's a favorite photographer, but I have no idea what his name is. Uh, <laughs> he's a celebrity portrait photographer. Um, and he posted last week about an assignment he was given from Vanity Fair magazine. Um, they asked if he would shoot Catherine O'Hara. Uh, for those that don't know, she's the main actress on Schitt's Creek. 
and Home Alone for those of you who watch more cinematic movies. And um, Steve, don't give me the eyebrows. And anyway, so Vanity Dude, Fair called. Huge shit's for Greek fan here. Love that show. So, you know, ask if uh, he could photograph her. Of course, he said yes. And they said, but small caveat in order to adhere to social distancing during these crazy, unusual times, we need you to shoot this with a drone. Mm -hmm. And we need you to only have a crew of five, Mm -hmm. which for those of you out there who don't realize being that, you know, we're, primarily wedding photographers and one man shows all the time uh, or two uh, for a celebrity portrait. Typically you have large crews. Um, they're big deals, a lot of money involved. Um, so he narrowed it down to a drone pilot, a drone camera operator, a wardrobe stylist who also doubled as a prop stylist and himself. And they did everything virtually over Zoom to plan the shootout. And I thought, being that he um, doesn't shoot with drones ever, that it would be still pretty... wasn't shooting with a drone. He, but he was directing, which is how a lot of these kind of shoots go when you get to this level. Yeah, I know, but um, I'm just saying. Still wasn't shooting with a drone. You're making it sound like because he'd never shot with a drone before, the the place you were going with this is uh, maybe it wouldn't have been so good. But he hired people who do this and are good at this. Correct. But he was he was adding in things like I still don't know how he um, incorporated in the artificial lighting so well. Considering he's are you, using, are you these... freaking kidding me? Are you on his Instagram? There's like a whole behind the scenes thing. He's using reflectors. Right. Everybody's standing like six feet back, but they're huge reflectors. They're not so that big, got... dog. I I love the one of her, um, and we'll include links to this in the show notes. But there's one of her like blowing leaves with the uh, yeah. leaf blower. I think that one was my favorite. Yeah. No, the reflectors are like, what, five feet by five feet or something like that? Yeah, typical giant reflectors. You you made it sound like... When I hear giant, I'm thinking like 10 foot by 10 foot. They're they're pretty large. But yeah, then they're, they're large. also bouncing uh, HMIs mm-hmm. into these reflectors yeah. from even further away. No, I saw people posting about this, kind of mocking it, saying like, yeah, he might have used a drone and been, you know however far away but the artificial the guy setting up the lights wasn't you know he he had to get in real close and it's like if any of those people who are making the snarky comments had like looked they would see like the closest the closest we see anybody with like a reflector to her is uh the one shot where she's like wearing the the pink dress jacket thing and she's like pulling on Mm -hmm. lemons and he looks to be about 10 feet away with that reflector right so I mean, it it looks like they were they were doing everything as best they could. Everybody's wearing masks in the behind the scenes shot. Like there is a behind the scenes drone photo actually of like the whole crew at one point in it. Yeah, and so you can see everybody's wearing masks the whole time, and it looks like uh, Art Schreiber is wearing like a white mask. Everybody else is wearing black masks, and so like he's the guy typically in the back looking at like a little monitor to see what the drones actually you know doing. Yeah. yeah, directing everything. Yeah. 
and everyone in the crew is also standing six feet apart from each other. Yeah. Not just from the talent, but from each other. So it's like craziness. Yeah. Somebody asked me when I was doing that engagement shoot, if it was going to be weird because the couple would have to be six feet apart. And I was like, no, the couple's like with each other all the time. Like they're, they're not social distance from each other. So whatever germs they have, they've already, you know, passed back and forth. So they're isolating together or whatever. So they can be, you know, super close. I just have to stay six feet away from them. But, but again, yeah, if I'd been there alive. with like an assistant or anybody else, they would have had to be six feet away as well. No, dude, I thought that was really cool, but I did want to get into, I did promise uplifting content in this drone segment, mm-hmm. you know, and we haven't really mm-hmm. got there yet. So I did want to get, get to this one last drone story. This story comes to us from Steve Waits because he forgot and now he has to look it up online when he pulls the article back up. Why are you not doing a better job of vamping for me? Uh, it's the Black Sea Mountain Range. Sorry. Sorry. Where still still a, looking at the stuff from yeah. the last article. Okay, yeah. Okay. You didn't look at this before I saw it like three days ago. Come on, man. Village Head uses drone to distribute face masks to residents. That's right. In a small village in the Black Sea province, there is a village head. It uh, doesn't say mayor or anything like that. So just, just somebody kind of large and in charge in the L- village. Literally village. just a head. Yeah. It's a head kind of like a... Um, it's on a stick yeah. and uh, makes all the decisions. And he's literally flying drones. It looks like... It looks like he has like a Mavic Air. Yeah, it looks like a Mavic. Yeah. And he's flying drones that it's like a bag attached to like a attached to the drone, but it's like hanging down like six feet down from the drone. So he flies it in and then people can open the bag, get the mask out, and then he flies it back to wherever he is. So that way he can distribute masks without risking anybody getting sick by like going out to different places to like get the masks and being in contact with each other. So, you know, I just thought that was a cool, uplifting story of how drones are helping us out during this time. We've had so many stories about, like, how police are using drones to bust more people and stuff, uh, which is kind of uplifting in the way that uh, trying to keep people from getting sick. I was, but, I've been looking for more drone um, news in the political specter of people like Amazon and other big players pushing drones down legislation. Um because they're like, hey, this is what better time to do food delivery, do package delivery. I mean, Indiana was able to suddenly every, fast track alcohol delivery. So <laughs> why can't exactly. Amazon fast track those drones, baby? Exactly. Get them everywhere, so, not just that one city. <laughs> I thought we'd for sure see something about that being worked into legislation um, to get some approvals for that. So that if this happens again, um, Amazon will just be... Tr- keeping the two-day prime but dropping it on your front porch yep via drone zone (laughs) gotta love that drone zone all right dustin they're not going to be able to buy their drones because dji is not going to be able to sell in the u.s so they're gonna have to come to us (laughs) that is correct well we will be droning over the ocean that's right let's move on to q a buddy let's do some q a but but steve James from a random Facebook group says, okay, as business owners, it's it best to have your Instagram account as private or not. 
I see so many people have private accounts and it just forces you to follow them. But I always want people to see my content, not just when they're following me. Hmm. Great question, James, from a random Facebook group. Um, we don't want to see your content. We don't care about your content. Um, James, has this show taught you nothing? Has this show up till now taught you nothing? People are literally going to jail. People are literally paying thousands of dollars in court because they didn't set their Facebook and Instagram accounts to private. James, you gotta lock that shit down. What do you, you wanna go to jail for shooting a wedding, James? Because you posted about yes. it on your Instas? Yes. Come on, James, lock that shit down. You only let in the people you know aren't snitches. Snitches get bitches. That how that goes? Yeah, yeah, snitches get bitches. That's exactly how that goes. Bitches before the riches. Right? That's the follow-up line to that statement. Riches can afford stitches because American healthcare isn't very good. Riches for the witches. Let me go on. No? Okay. Yeah, no, keep rhyming. I like this. Come on. I think that's all the itches I got <laughs> for my britches, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No sandwiches? Getting too big for my sandwiches. Uh, so Molly Mayher from our very own Facebook group asks, okay, y'all, question for you. Do you like your business image or post from your own personal account? Say I post a picture for my professional page. Should I then hop on over to my personal account to get the like train out of the station? Choo-choo! She didn't put choo-choo. She put a train emoji, but choo-choo! I was an implied. Yeah. Like, I have one of those new 4D apps. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, So what it does is anytime it's interacting with an emoji, it actually plays the sound to give you a 4D experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Cool. So the fourth dimension would be uh, steam starts coming out of my phone when I see the train emoji. (laughs) It works once. only works once. Um, But yeah, I I say why not? I don't know enough about the algorithms um, to determine if we're all going to die someday. But um, So somebody posted underneath sharing a story about... uh, Oh gosh, what was it? It was... um, it was a story about a person who started sharing and they noticed that their mom was always the first person to like everything they posted. And after their mom liked it, it would only be seen by friends and family, like close friends and family. Um, so they went to the great lengths of muting or keeping or sharing it with everyone, like making it a public post. And it was like public except mom. <laughs> to see what would happen and when they made it public except mom then it would get the normal numbers it was getting like before mom started liking everything you know and it wouldn't just be seen by like friends and family and then after it'd been up for like 12 24 hours they could add mom to it and like they wouldn't see like uh all of a sudden a shift to just friends and family but it was like because their mom was like liking it right away apparently it was thinking oh, this is friends and family content only, so we're not going to show this to non-friends, non-family. Well, couldn't they just have a conversation with mom and be like, hey, why don't you just wait off a few days before liking mm-hmm. our content? Or better yet, 
don't like it, just send us a text and say, hey, I liked your photo. Hey, Mom, I, I love that you support me. You love me. You care about me. Could you maybe love, support, and care about me a little down. less? <laughs> your love is so strong. It's like a weight on our business that's dragging us down. <laughs> yeah. Dragging us down this love tube. <laughs> So I will say, um, so Facebook, I don't really know a ton about their algorithm and how it works, but it, it seems like based on what Molly shared and based on like other stuff I'd read relating to like the mom thing, like they do categorize stuff by like who likes it. But the thing is, if you like your own post from your own personal account, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that means I like where you're going with so this. like wh- whoever likes it first, it'll be shown to more people who are friends of them. Most of us who run a business get friend requests from our clients. And most of our businesses run on the fact that our clients tell their friends, their family, we were awesome. And they share our photos and then those people hire us, like a word of mouth thing. So based on that, you liking it from your own personal account shouldn't necessarily harm it, I wouldn't think. Unless it's like you like it and it's like your mom likes everything you post and then she likes it next. (laughs) And then it goes down the friends Mm. and family rabbit hole. But like if you just like it, I feel like it gets shown to a lot of people. I know I don't like wedding photo hangover stuff from Stephen Van Elk, but I will share wedding photo hangover content to Stephen Van Elk. And I know when I do that, I see a lot of engagement typically from people who listen to the show who have become my friends (laughs) on Facebook. Um, not me yeah and uh, i don't get a lot of friends and family commenting on stuff related to wedding photo hangover to be honest anymore and i think it's because uh facebook's algorithm has looked at that content and said only people who will also like wedding photo hangover will like this content shared about wedding photo hangover so i i, I can't say ever 100% stop and ask real. yourself then why don't I just post it to Wedding Photo Hangover only? Because a lot of people don't see it if it's just on Wedding Photo Hangover. A lot of people don't see it until it's also posted to my personal account, who are like both like the show and are friends with me. So it's like a very minor way to extend my reach. But um, I don't know. I Facebook's see. weird, and they really want you to pay to promote your stuff, and uh, paying to promote your stuff doesn't necessarily help one way it can help is people who see your post then might end up liking your page but you really have to work at like the ad thing to narrow it down to just like people who might be interested it's like when dustin and i run ads for wedding photo hangover there's like a whole thing i run through in the ads to try to narrow it down to only showing to people in english-speaking countries only showing to people who are professional photographers only showing to people who are specifically wedding photographers, only showing to people who like podcasts. So there's like a whole uh, funnel. Only showing to people who like dick jokes, yeah. only showing to people who mildly like vulgar humor. Which only might be why to- our podcast growth has slowed because it's, I've, I've hit everyone. <laughs> there is to hit <laughs> in this narrow funnel. Yeah, it, it showed up. I remember seeing the results. You sent me the screenshot. It, it shows up, and it's uh, Morgan Roberts is the only uh, picture. Completely um, saturated the market. Yeah, it's really come down to Morgan Roberts. You're just loving these like listener call-outs by name this episode. <laughs> you, you tick it back one, and then Josh Withers pops up. 
but you put photographer down, so we lose him from the ad spend. James from Random Facebook Group. <laughs> going to move on. I don't know what to do with all this, Dustin. You're just, you're going so interpersonal, so niche. It's like you're alienating all of our listeners who aren't those two people and maybe Sally Psycho. <laughs> Just, just the people who personally message me on a weekly basis with love and cherishing. Did thoughts. you want to go back and be like, and then if you say like sweating photography and also bird photography, <laughs> is, that, is that the 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 hole you wanted to go down to? And is also good at SEO. Now we get Sally. <laughs> James Sally doesn't from a random Facebook group says postponements continue. Another one this morning. One left to lose this year. Anyone else still fielding cancellations and postponements? We are, I feel like we're at a good place right now, but I hate saying that, knock on wood, because I feel like I'm going to jinx myself. We have a few couples that I've reached out to that I still have yet to hear back from, um, and that always makes me nervous, Mm -hmm. but I'm hopeful Hopeful that everything, uh, because we've actually picked up a few weddings, like people who have rescheduled their wedding, and now their original photographer cannot do their wedding. (laughs) Their Um, original photographer can't do their wedding, so they just had to upgrade. Is that what you're trying to say? I feel like that's where that was going. I just wanted to to get there first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's that's where it went. Yeah. That's where it is. We've lost a few clients. They all said they were going with some guy out of Fort Wayne. It's so weird. Um, yeah. they just said it sounded like it wouldn't work out with us. And we were like, no, 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 we, we, we are available for the new date. And they're like, no, 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 just keep the deposit. It's okay. Don't worry. We're running away from this one. Uh, yeah. it's just not, you know, I wish yeah. we could make it work, but we just can't. They're like, so. we've heard your podcast, Steve. We can't work with you. <laughs> we have There's to this go. guy in Fort Wayne, way more, way more reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they all said. So, uh, Jen and I, we have like one wedding in June, one wedding in July, one wedding in August now, like August weddings, all your, canceled. Your August point, situation so. and, uh, July situation scare me. So yeah. far, July is holding strong. We have two weddings in June and then we have, uh, July was already kind of thin to begin with. Um, so we have two weddings in July. So one of which is one we picked up post Corona. I feel like that should be a song post Corona. Get your dosakis post Corona. Are you drunk? Hello, a special. Like half the podcast, you've been staring at your phone. I assume looking up Catherine (laughs) O'Hara, but the other half of the podcast, yes, you've been like singing and dancing. Weird. <laughs> that is exactly oh. what I was doing on my phone. I'm glad you knew you picked it up. Picked it up. Knew what I was doing. Paola, Paola, Paola. Oh man, Paleo. yeah. I'm not good with the. I'm not good with the names. Uh, from a random Facebook group, says the reason why I got rid of my website is because almost seventy percent of my clients divorced and don't want the photos displayed. Fuck. Hell, Paula's words, not mine. My words, hell as well. Who else here has these ratings? Dustin, have seventy percent of your clients divorced? I guess polio. Um, If my clients were, if I had a 
70% rate of divorce amongst my clients, I would probably be thinking about who I'm marketing my business to. No, um, no, I don't think it's who think, they're marketing and the business to. think about what I'm doing to influence my clients <laughs> to get divorced. Yeah, I don't think it's who they're marketing to. I think it's what they're doing at these weddings. How many of your clients are you? Are you sleeping with all of your clients? I think that's that's what Steve was thinking. Yeah, you beat me to it. So, <laughs> I mean, at some point, we'll probably do an episode about wedding crashers, and we can talk about the masculinity challenge within the wedding photography spectrum. And I think we'll find that there's a lot of room for wedding ruining. <laughs> but who knows if we'll ever do an episode like that. Who knows if we'll ever do an episode like that with maybe... Did you want to name like a name of a listener who we might have done? We we might in the future do an episode like that with. Uh, we, I don't know if we'd ever find anyone worthy of such an episode. Okay, yeah, a listener who you know, I just if I had to guess, I would say like lost the audio they recorded, and now I'm gonna have to salvage everything from Skype. <laughs> we'll see if that works. Sounds about right. I'll put a disclaimer at the front of that episode if an episode like that's ever recorded and ever comes out. We call that one the lost files. Sarah from a random Facebook group says, Hey friends, I need help constructing a really nice response to a bride. My brain is fried and I'm not thinking clearly. So I personally have chosen not to use second shooters for majority of my weddings. I have them as an add on now. (gasps) So people can opt for one if they'd like. I've Mm -hmm. never had anyone question me not having a second shooter in years. But this particular bride in inquiry says that she is concerned that my packages don't already include them and wants to know how I plan on capturing it all without a second shooter. Can you help me think of a really nice way of saying, that's just how I run my business, bitch, and I'm confident I'll capture everything? And if not, she's more than happy to add on a second shooter? I feel like this is a no-brainer and a short response, but you know, words aren't coming to me. LOL. What's LOL mean again? I'm... I'm blanking. Is that, um... It's... It's... Ladybugs are life... I think it's a Cockney rhyming scheme thing. So it's like uh, straight from hell. That's what rhymes with LOL, right? Straight from hell, LOL. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't think that's how Cockney rhyming scheme works at all. (laughs) I don't think so either. (laughs) But yeah, great question, Sarah. I know several photographers who decide to roll uh, solo and would actually prefer it that way. Because it's getting, it's, it's, if you're not in a situation like Steven and I, where you're married to your second shooter, it's <clears> stressful. It's or, stressful or where, to you're, where you're the second shooter married to the other person, you know, whatever. We, we don't need to discuss who's the dominant and, you know, subordinate. Yeah. But um, who wears the gag and who doesn't. Sometimes but, um, a very, very powerful man just likes to submit himself because the overwhelming pressure of being in charge all the time just makes him want to give that all up and maybe be whipped with Twizzlers on his uh, thighs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a group of individuals that go, there's like a park in Indy where you can go and you dress up as a dog. 
and your loved one walks you <laughs> around. I can't remember the name of this. Um, I think I saw that practice. in an episode of Castle one time. So yeah, I'm I'm sure this is real. Oh, yeah, sounds sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe that's a a thing that you and Jennifer Nathan Fillion got to support him. You and Jennifer could um, explore. <laughs> uh, Dustin, how would you word this response? I would word it like this. If you feel so obliged that you feel a second shooter is needed, I would be happy to secure one. Um, this is the price, the add-on, and that's it. Wow, that was it? I mean, I find that the best response to brides who feel that a second shooter is needed is simply say, did you like my work that you saw on my website? And you say, You're the bride says, Yes, that's why I reached out to you. All of the weddings that you saw on my website, mm-hmm. I shot those a hundred percent alone. A hundred percent. Never had a second shooter. Never. Yeah. I mean, I think I would be like, I'm sorry if you're concerned, but I don't address concerns. I do results. This is a results business, and I'm gonna get you those results. Yeah. Here at Sarah Photography, that's Sarah with an H. We're all about getting think, them I photo think, wait, gains. She pronounces it Sahara. Sahara Photography. We're we're all about them photo gains. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna be pumping pumping camera shots every single day. I'm I'm getting those gains. I'm I'm drinking that protein. Uh, I'm drinking that milk. I'm I'm bulking up for your wedding, and you know, you you look at me, and you might not think I've got the strength that it takes to get you across the finish line without you know somebody to spot me when I'm pressing that bench camera bench. Um, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ready to do this. LOL. I hope you never write that email because I was like the worst email <laughs> I've ever heard. That's gonna do it for That's- us this week. <laughs> Over podcast. If you love Steve's great emails, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Be selling if you e- want to connect. Steve's great email templates. We're <laughs> wedding photo hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man, my man, Dustin underscore McKibben, and I'm at Steve Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group. You should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more content, though, head over to the Patreon by going to Patreon.com/slash/wvh. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death that's right next week after you may or may not shoot another wedding depending on what the coronavirus restrictions are like in your town or city or state or colony yeah after you've you've benched your camera gains don't worry about it you can get it you can get it doesn't mm. doesn't what's what's it good what's it happening what's it good what's it happening on uh, not much at the wedding yesterday that we previously spoke about have uh another one in two weeks mm-hmm. two actually two of them in that weekend and uh kind of just getting a little bit back to normalcy that's what i like to hear um you know and then once coronavirus ravishes our state again because of you know people being like restrictions being lifted pandemic's over i don't need to wear a mask or social distance anymore We'll shut down again, and you'll we'll lose more weddings. It'll be great. It's going to be a great year. Yeah, I'm not concerned about this at all. Don't worry about it, bud. Yeah, I yeah. know. So it's funny because, like, so we have that version of reality that you're feeling, and then we have um, 
photographer posted today on social media. I won't say his name, but um, something in regards to it's okay to admit that you were wrong about how you felt in regards to the severity of your reaction to the coronavirus. And so then there's like that train that's leaving the station and I'm seeing more and more people posting things like that. Oh gosh. I saw somebody who posted about Donald Trump saying that churches are now classified as essential so they can reopen as long as they adhere to social distancing guidelines. And they were like, praise the Lord. And I was like, Oh sweetie, this is the Lord trying to kill off all of the people who go to church. (laughs) This is how he does it, okay? You know? This, I mean, what was it? The There was one woman in uh, South Korea who had the virus, and, like, they had the virus, like, locked down. And, you know, they had, like, 25 cases or whatever, and then, like, she was a 26, and they're like, hey, don't go anywhere. She went to church, and because she went to church, her church had, like, 200 cases within, like, the next two weeks. So Jeez. when people go to like large group things where they get together like that, like and they're all shaking hands, coughing in each other's faces, licking, li- drinking out of that same wine glass, you know, that's how virus <laughs> spreads. So uh, it's okay to admit that your friend is a douchebag. It's not a friend of mine. It's just your a best photographer. Steven, you didn't post this. <laughs> it's Okay. Uh, doesn't, I, I was looking for like good on. stuff. Like what, what, what else have you been doing outside of uh photography? You're all like, I want to talk about my weddings I'm shooting. Well, I haven't shot weddings in so long. I'm like, I'm shooting weddings, Steve. I'm <laughs> shooting them. Excited. Um, no, just, uh, hanging out. Uh, went to the pool today and realized that the pool water, even though it was 95 degrees out, still felt like ice. Um, which wasn't actually ice. It was 74 degrees, according to the thermometer. But 74 degrees when it's 94 degrees, that 30-degree temperature difference to your body feels like you're in an ice cube. Mm-hmm. So how about you, Steve? Are you working on any other little personal projects? Doing any? I keep seeing some real estate stuff coming out of you here and there. Uh, n- Not working on any personal projects right now. The real estate thing has not really taken off. So, you know, uh, just, just trying to have you tried? market stuff and have get stuff tried going. Right to get it yeah. to take off. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't, we can't say anything about the future. Uh, I have been, I have been watching a show on Amazon Prime called Patriot. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Yeah. So the, uh, the thing I said earlier about, being whipped with Twizzlers. That's a reference to that show. Um, but I it's a, uh, it's a very funny show. It's like, um, you know, like Jack Ryan, how it's like, Oh, he's like a superhero spy kind of guy. Well, Patriot's more like a dark comedy and it's like the, the spy at the center of it all. is just like a very depressed man. And <laughs> it's, it's a real different look at like the spy stuff. It doesn't, doesn't glorify it in any way, shape or form. It's, uh, it's very sad and depressing, but also very, very funny. Came out in 2015, like the first half of season one, and then like second half of season one was 2017, I think, and then 2018, second season came out, and that's all they did. But it's a, uh, and it's it's good, it's real good. I'll have to take a take a peek at it. I've been watching uh, Magic for Humans on Netflix. How's that? Uh, f- 
I'm like, where has this been all my life? Yeah. I love it. It's completely different than what I thought it was, which I thought it was like one of those magic debunking shows. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's about this magician um, who's also kind of a comedian. Who All magicians are comedians now. Nobody cares about magic on its own. Right. It's you not jazz David Copperfield magic anymore. <laughs> um, and nobody cares about comedians can... either. That's why so many comedians are resorting to magic. We should, uh, we should call it quits. Still got to do S A D S T W. So, the best acronym in podcast. Sad Steve W. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Good, Good night. night. There was a few aunts and uncles with some like ribbed masks, but I just felt like <laughs> skin to skin was just going to be the best approach. They were ribbed, and I couldn't tell whose pleasure it was for. Certainly not mine, though. <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!